Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Homemade Ops. So news for you today. We have a couple updates on our stimulus checks that we talked about last time. Thankfully, this weekend, the IRS pushed through an update to their system. So a lot less people are getting the dreaded no payment status. The government did that? It's shocking. It's shocking. (laughs) No, so basically the idea, because so what we talked about last episode for all of you who are just tuning in right now is we're talking about those stimulus checks coming from that trillion dollar package that the government passed not long ago. And so you were supposed to receive the $1,200 or $2,400 if you're a couple, unless you're making above $75,000 if you're single or 150 if you're a couple. And we talked about how that's calculated, right? $5 less for every extra $100 you make over the threshold. Exactly. So the the kind of so just remember with that we if you have any questions on how that works feel free to jump into our prior episode but we have an update for you today because last time let's say you ran into some issues where you're just thinking where is the check and how can I get that money any sooner Yeah tons of Americans were getting the status of I think it's payment status not available, which is frustrating. You think, am I not getting anything? Do you not have my information? Yeah. Yeah. And so thankfully, um, that's been updated for a lot of people where you can go in now and you can actually get a payment status. And they have it now, too, where if they don't have your direct deposit information on file, which we did find out that if you have had to pay taxes in 2018 or 2019, they don't have your bank account. So you'll need to go in. Go to the IRS Get My Payment website and add in your direct deposit information. What was that website again? It was irs.gov slash get my payment. Something think. like that. Just yeah. Google IRS Get My Payment and, and it'll just, pop up. And make sure you click on the one again, just for security and privacy concerns. Make sure you check the uh, check the actual URL and click on it and make sure it's a secure website and you're actually on irs.gov. You do not want to fall victim of a of a fraud or of any uh, scam. So I've got that link actually now. It's irs.gov forward slash coronavirus forward slash get dash my dash payment. Perfect. So there you'll be able to check and see where it is. And uh, the good thing about entering in your bank account information is you'll get it a lot faster, the actual payment. Then I think, what was it, Kimberly, like August? Yeah, they're talking, I mean, they're going to start mailing out the first ones relatively soon. They're even projecting spending until August or September to get them all out. Yeah, so if you want your, or if you need it, especially for those who need that money now, if you're in a financial situation where that money is crucial, well, definitely jump on in and put in your bank account information to the IRS.gov site, and then you'll be able to get it much faster. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to get into kind of a new little segment that we have for you called A Couple Couple Deals. Yeah. So, Couple Couple Deals. So, what Couple Couple Deals is, is um, it's non-sponsored deals that Kimberly and I have found from any anything that we have discovered or any of your recommendations, too. If you find any co- uh, cool deals that you want us to know about and show on the show, uh, let us know, and we might throw it into the segment. Well, basically... But uh, because of the whole COVID-19 thing, we have actually found a really good website. And when I say we, I mean Kimberly. (laughs) Kimberly found a really good site. So a lot of us have been struggling with working out, trying to work out, get the energy and strength that we need. We're stuck at home and 
now we're kind of finally getting, we might have gyms opening up in the next couple months now. I don't know. Like, just watch the news. They'll figure that out uh, on the political side. But for us, if you're at home and you want some exercising equipment, if you go to Amazon or if you go to some of these other places, it's ridiculously expensive. And they're all sold out half the time too, or you can't get exactly what you want. Yeah, it's, it's rough. And so everything is now overpriced right now. However, Kimberly found a really, really good website that uh, we actually bought her for her birthday. She actually, she found an item she wanted for her birthday and she'll tell you more about it. So I've wanted a spin bike for a long time. I think that's a lot of fun. Doesn't take up a lot of room in your house and they also don't need to be plugged in. Now, okay, just some background on her. Like she started, uh, she started spinning when we first got married because we lived in Arizona for a little bit. And there was this class and she started going into it and she just became addicted. <laughs> it was really fun. They got music and it was funny because I took Todd once and he was laughing because the instructors are, get really out of breath. It's hard. and They don't say words. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you say it again? What okay, so doing? there's this lady. She's awesome, like super fit, super cool and tough and everything. But she's on this bike. And instead of saying up and down, because they do these cool workouts when you spin where you like stand up and while you're pedaling. Uh, but she wouldn't say up. She'd be like, ha, ah, <laughs> ah, da, ha, ah, da. <laughs> and I was just like. Hey, it's a workout. I, it's, you know, kudos to her, more power to her. Because yeah. she was talking the whole time and she was also pushing. You could tell she was pushing really hard. Yeah, so we, we like spinning. I think it's a lot of fun. I like how it doesn't take up a lot of room, like I said. Um, and spin bikes are a pretty good investment in my mind because because you don't have to plug them in, they're not electronic, they don't really break down as much. You know, things that are electric, you have to replace a lot more parts. So I Googled it and I kind of found the one I wanted. I wanted this one called the Life Fitness Lifestyle GX um, was the kind. And if you buy it new, it's like several thousand dollars. Super expensive. No way, yeah. right? So I thought, okay, I'm looking at used. And even if you go to like Amazon used or even anywhere, they're just super expensive. Yeah, yeah. They're crazy expensive wherever you go. So I'm looking on Google shopping and they're refurbished. Like I pulled up a link today for the bike and it was a remanufactured bike and their sale price is $22.99. So over $2,000 and that doesn't include shipping, I'm sure. So I found this website on the Google shopping. It was like an ad and it's called saferwholesale.com. And it is from, so major wholesale website. I thought, is this legit? So I call them and say, you guys, legitimate business. <laughs> you know, I just wasn't sure. I've never bought from a wholesaler. And yeah, they were. And I ordered over the phone and I bought this bike. And they have, they've had the sale price since March, but it says it expires every day. Mm, so don't worry about that too much. But it was $7.97. So Compared it was about 800 over bucks. two grand. Yeah. And I paid an extra hundred bucks to get a little computer that tells you the time and your speed. And then it was 200 bucks for shipping. So they said that they have a $75 residential fee um, for uh, shipping it. And like if you ship it to your home rather than a business. And I called him and talked to him and he waived that for me. So if you're not into bikes though, like those are some of the fancy bikes. They also have other stuff on there that's really cool. So go check them out. It's What's the site again? Saferwholesale.com. Yeah, we had a good experience with it. Yeah, they're so. great. They have uh, free weights uh, that are like a hundred bucks for- Treadmills. Treadmills. They have all sorts of stuff. A lot of them are used and they just clean them up. But when it comes to exercise equipment, when you go to the gym, they're all used anyway. <laughs> so. And they last for, I mean, when you go to a gym, people are riding all day every day and they last for years, so. Yeah. If you ride it once a day at home, it's not a big deal. So definitely go check that out if you're looking for some exercise equipment. Um, it might be a cheaper option for you. So on Monday, what we introduced is we talked a little bit about uh, setting up 
your processes and working together as a family unit. If you're a married couple or if you're just a couple, your partner, or even if you're an individual and you're just starting your journey and you just don't know where to begin. The first thing that we mentioned that you need to start doing is actually setting up weekly planning sessions. Now, these weekly planning sessions are going to be super valuable. And uh, if, if you want to jump over to episode, uh, last or Monday's episode, we talk a little bit why they're extremely important. Today, though, we're going to talk about the formatting, how you should actually set it up and uh, what are some options for you just to kind of get you started. So what we have done, Kimberly and I, to set up our processes that have really helped us out. First, we actually set up a master meeting, and this is a once a month meeting. Now, usually this meeting will happen at the end of the month, so that way we can review all of our prior information from the last month. So finances, our goals, how did we do? You can kind of just check and see how well you did. And that's what the whole purpose is of this first once or this first master meeting, the once a month meeting. And this usually happens uh, usually the day after day after the month usually is when we do it. So on the first or the beginning of the next month. Or is, just, you know, if you do your meeting every Monday, for example, the first Monday of the month. Exactly. Something like that. So you get to decide what you're going to do then. So that's going to be the first thing. Now, in this meeting, this is usually what happens. Uh, you then prepare. So you talk about your previous month like we discussed, but then you're going to prepare for the following month and set your goals as well. Now, you want these goals to be realistic, of course. So you're going to use your pre previous month detail and also previous months. So you need to track these. And there's a lot of ways where you can, a lot of softwares you can use to track your finances. There's uh, websites like Mint, uh, apps like Mint, and there's a lot of others. You can also use uh, spreadsheets. We use Excel. We like to, we're a little bit more manual and nerdy. So, <laughs> so we, use, uh, we use Excel because we set up our own equations and everything. Well, we'll more on that later. We'll show you how to set up all of that in a later episode. Yeah, we'll give you more detail of how to exactly set up a budget, the way, or at least the way we like to set up a budget. Um, that's a pretty easy way to update, and it gives you a lot of good information. Exactly. But just know that when you're going to schedule this meeting, the first thing you need to do is figure out when you're going to do it and have this master meeting happen at least once a month. Now what you're going to do from there, once you have figured out when your master meeting is going to occur, what you're going to do now is set up weekly planning sessions. Now, these are going to happen once a week uh, on the day that you designate, just like the master meeting, but these are going to basically follow up on the goals that you established for that particular month. So here's the steps, and this is what we want you to focus on. So if you have not, and you don't have, this is not static, by the way, you can come up with your own process, but we want to share with you what we have done and then have you apply these steps and then you can tweak them from there. You can adjust them so you can make it your own. So the first step that we want you to do when it comes to these weekly planning sessions, because these are really going to be the mechanism that drives you in following your goals. Because as we all say, right? Uh, repetition is the mother of all learning. The more you're reviewing this information, the more you see it, the more you'll be able to be in control and remember where your status is, your current status quo. So step one, the first thing you need to do is review your finances. That's step number one. So every single week, you're gonna pull all of your bank accounts that you use. If you have one, if you have a couple, as a if you're as a with you and your partner, if you have separate bank accounts, or if you have them in together, we'll talk about our strategy on that a little bit later. But when it comes to your bank accounts and credit cards, bring them all up. Review every single purchase that you have done that week, and you're gonna put it into your financial tracker. 
whether it's Excel, whether it's uh, that Mint or some other application that you use. You're gonna put that into your tracker and make sure you account for every penny, all right? So put every single penny in there, track it, or if you have it automatically hooked up to your bank account so those transactions pre-populate, that's totally fine. Just make sure that every penny is accounted for. Now, here's, here's the best thing that you can do. Get specific. You want to make sure that you put and track every penny so you know where your finance, finances are going. If you start saying, eh, I spent about 20 bucks or so, well, then when the bill comes and it's 50 bucks, well, you're going to be surprised. There's something really valuable too, I think mentally about pulling it up and looking at things, right? Like I had a friend at work who said, wow, for the first time, I kind of looked at my bank account and I realized I spent like over $100 last month at one specific restaurant. You know, that was like a fast food place. So you don't realize sometimes until you pull it up. So if you pull up every week, I'm like, oh, I'm spending a little more on groceries than I thought. There's something mentally valuable about looking at it every single week. And there's some strategies because some people get concerned about this piece because they think, oh, well, if I'm tracking it all the time with me and my partner, what if I want to have a dinner with somebody and I feel restricted, like I can't do something and there's some overshadowing? Well, Kimberly and I will share with you in later episodes our strategy on how to handle that. But the number one, the key trick there is include it in the budget. Once a week, you're going to be talking and sitting down with one another and you can plan for these things, not to micromanage, but to help each other and support each other in things that you want to do. You have to have fun in life. You are going to spend a little money on some things and it's not bad if you plan for it. If you plan for it and if you put it in the budget, you're going to be okay. But we'll talk more about that in a later episode. So that's number one. So step one, also pay your bills. You're going to end. The other thing we want you to do from your uh, in your budget and finances is to enter your income and expenses. So this is the financial piece of this planning session. You want to see how much money you're making and all of those expenses. So that way you can keep track on it from week to week. Now, step two, what is your second thing that you need to do when it comes to these planning sessions? Well, you're going to have additional goals that are different than financial goals. And so you want to discuss those two things like dinners and a bunch of other things. Also just normal and normal day to day activities that you need to follow and track. So you'll need to prepare for those as well. So we want to give you a hypothetical example and see if this sounds kind of familiar in your life, right? So say you're a married couple and you're both working like that's what we are right now. So say I get home at five from work and I'm hungry. I always am. I'm a little mm -hmm. hangry, you know, getting worse <laughs> by the hour happens. So say Todd ends up getting, I, I come home and I think I'm going to be so great. I'm going to wait for him and not eat dinner until he gets home. Then we can have dinner together, watch a movie, whatever. Watch the latest episode of Better Call Saul. You know, whatever we want to do, have fun together. Say he doesn't get home until eight. He's working late, right? I'm furious. The hanger's taken over. He gets home and I'm like, where were you? Yep. What the heck? <laughs> you didn't answer my calls. I'm upset, whatever. And then he's not too thrilled because he had to work until 8 p.m. That's painful. He just wants to come home, literally fall asleep and just be done, right? Neither of us had an easy day. Neither of us had an easy time. It would have been a lot easier if maybe I knew on Sunday we talked, he said, hey, I'm probably going to be working late this week. I don't even know I'm going to get home because then maybe I would have come home and said, I'm not going to wait up for him. I'll make some food. You know, and I'll just do my thing. I don't feel like I'm waiting up for him. Then he gets home and I say, hey, look, I got leftovers. I made some food or I picked something up from the, from, 
you know, a restaurant. Or maybe even I say, hey, maybe I can meet you at your office and I'll bring takeout and we can hang out together and you can get your work done. So there's different strategies where it's not like I feel like a lot of fights can be avoided and a lot of miscommunications can be avoided by just having your weekly meeting and saying, hey, this is kind of what I have going on this week. Expectations are the killer of or are the expectations are what cause fights most of the time in families because one person has an expectation and the other one's expectation is different. So having this weekly meeting can avoid a lot of tension in your home. Um, it's not to micromanage. It allows you to support each other because you've all got your individual lives, whether you're both working, one of you's working, you know, you've got one of you owns a business. You have your own lives and your own goals so you can support each other when you know what those are. It also just establishes trust. Like it's it, one. Of, so the thing with Kimberly and I is when we establish this, luckily we learned this very early on in our marriage. And that is to be 100% transparent with everything, finances, uh, scheduling and whatever. And again, to her point, not to not to micromanage or anything, but it's just because of those scenarios. It's actually to help enable you to live the life you want to live. So that way you don't have to be waiting on them for dinner or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it breaks down yeah. communication barriers. So maybe I have a goal that I want to get in shape, right? So if you know that, maybe you'll be supportive where if we had kids, you'd watch the kid while I go exercise, right? Instead of like, oh my gosh, why are you always leaving the house? This is so annoying, whatever. I know you have that goal in your life. Or say some, one of you has a goal to start a business. That takes up a lot of time, right? So instead of one spouse getting frustrated and having this tension built up over that you're on the same page about that and you can support each other yeah it's it, the other thing about it too is you don't have to get so meticulous and micromanaging i, I want to emphasize this point because i like what you're saying kimberly it's uh what you're saying is basically hey you know what it's just kind of knowing what's going on you don't have to get so specific it's just hey you know what i'm going with my friends friday night this time there we go it's again, it's just so that way you can plan with each other. Yeah. And then I don't come home like, oh, I didn't make plans because I didn't know you had plans. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know how many fights could be avoided? <laughs> it's yeah. it's so some like so many fights could be avoided if you just kind of knew what was going on. And that's why this is useful. So as a to do, what we do is we just quickly talk about kind of the weekly routine, weekly plans um, and just go over anything. Hey, is there anything I need to know this week? Some weeks we don't really have much and we've kind of gotten used to each other's routines. Um, but other weeks to say, hey, by the way, my friends are doing this this weekend, whatever. And we just quickly go over kind of schedule for the week. You know, I was just thinking of this deal with the other kind of side effect. This is you just become extremely efficient with your day to day routines because then you're also just uh, you're also just saying, OK, if I'm planning out my whole week and I know what I'm doing, then you don't just kind of have wasted days where they kind of blur, especially during COVID. <laughs> yeah. And if you this applies to when you're if you're single doing these meetings, you're not just thinking like, you know, waking up every day and getting blown up with emails or phone calls. You're sitting every day going, okay, you know, I know generally what I need to get done this week. I know kind of general things I can plan around and be aware of. It just makes you much more efficient with your life. I don't know if you all find it this way. And you'd tell me, Kimberly, actually, I was just thinking this too. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to not organizing your day, doesn't it kind of just feel like days blend, turn they into do. a blur? And you kind of feel like time is passing too quickly and you're yeah. not achieving your the things that really matter to you. Interesting. Yeah, it's I feel the same way. It's so 
again, this is just something that is useful. This has really benefited our marriage. It's benefited us. And luckily, luckily we start from the get-go, didn't we? Yeah, it's and it allows us to get to know each other really well. Another kind of side effect of this where you plan your day-to-day goals, and also this ties in really closely with the finance piece, is you learn what's important to each other. So, for example, I learned early on in our marriage how important Todd's a very good videographer um, and obviously, thankfully, very good with all the equipment and doing audio work, which is great for our podcast. Um, but I know that's important to him. Shucks. So, for example, you know, if he wants to buy a new camera, it's not just like, hey, why are you buying this new camera? I know that's something that in my mind is important to him and it's something that I can support. Um, I really enjoy baking and making cakes, so he's very supportive of that. So it allows us, when you go over finances with somebody or go over their week-to-week schedule, you see where they spend their time and their money, which that shows what's important to someone is where they spend their time and their money. We So now that we've talked about this a little bit, I think there's uh, another point that we want to, there's a lot of points. There's a lot of pros to doing this, by the way. But the one thing that we want to make sure you all get, and that is that you become comfortable talking about finances. We, one of the biggest things that people hate or that hate discussing is money. Like as a couple, it stresses people out all the time. Now, Kimberly and I, luckily, because I graduated in finance, she did accounting. So because of that, we're pretty fortunate. We're from the get-go. It's, we've- We love it. We love it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Numbers are just numbers to us. So it's, but the thing is, we realize that this is tricky for a lot of people. Can be very painful. Exactly. So having this- like, so having these meetings gets you used to the fact of your financial situation and talking money talk. So that way you can get financially literate and understand your situation better so you don't fall in the pit holes that so many couples do where now they're spending too much money. They think, oh, I can put all this money on a credit card. And I now I'm racking up all these interest payments, which will put you in a hole. Like they literally will. And if you just start small... You know, you could have a 10 minute meeting every week. Maybe you don't do all the steps or you, yeah. you know, you just do it really simple at the beginning and maybe it's painful. Like not the meetings aren't just always peachy keen with us, right? We've had hard meetings, you know, that we've had some painful. tough talks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's just the fact of doing it. Like, for example, um, a week ago, I tried prenatal yoga for the first time having a baby this fall. And I thought, you know, I got to be more flexible. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not flexible. I got to be more flexible. I'm going to try this. It was so horrible. Like I kept falling over. I couldn't hold a pose. I can't even touch my toes. You know, I'm not that pregnant. So it's, you know, touching toes is my problem. So let's clarify. She can't touch her toes even before pregnancy. (laughs) It's not good. Right. It's super uncomfortable, but I did it and I finished it and it's more comfortable the second time. Right. So just try this meeting, even if it's short, and it will get more comfortable. Talking about finances will get more comfortable. And you're going to get better at it. What we mean by that is when you actually do this meeting, like Kimberly says, 10 minutes one week, and then you start getting into 15, 20 minutes, whatever. Well, other weeks you'll find that you only need to sit down for a few minutes. You sit down, you get all your stuff done, you go through all your goals, you talk about your week, you establish what kind of items you want to do with your life, and you plan for them. Then you're like, okay, uh, Let's do it. Then this week you do it and then you follow up the following. So to quickly review the agenda, step one is reviewing the finances. Like Todd talked about, you're going to pull up your accounts. You're going to view any money in and any money out and plug it into your budget, which we'll talk in more detail about future episodes. You're going to pay any bills. 
And then also step two is you're going to plan your day-to-day activities and other goals. So a quick idea of some other goals around that is um, maybe planning a network opportunity to advance your career, planning a fun event to go to in the week, uh, deciding a topic to study that week, or reviewing any other personal goals. So this is more of kind of the soft section about who do I want to become and what simple weekly goals can I fit around that. So for example, if you want to become someone with, you know, X career and you need to do more networking to do that, it's a lot easier to think about what can I do weekly rather than, oh my gosh, I just know I need to be X kind of person in my life. So now let's move on to step number three, which is the homemade ops weekly challenge. This is my favorite one. So we want to include you in our homemade ops weekly meetings. And so we want to issue a challenge every Wednesday after we've talked about different topics over the week. Maybe one week we're talking about retirement accounts or insurance. And we're going to give you a weekly challenge that is doable in a week. It's a simple goal that you can do. Um, It's not going to be a goal like get your budget figured out. Get your financial situation figured out. You know, get your retirement planning in order. Something so Nothing broad like and boring. Yeah. yeah. It'll be something simple um, that you can do, and you'll do it as part of your weekly meeting. So you've gone over your finances. You've gone over your day-to-day activities and personal goals. Number three, you'll do your challenge item. Or talk about how you're going to accomplish your challenge item during the week. So to give you an example, this week's challenge item is going to be you're going to decide when you'll have your meetings. So... You can decide a lot of ways to do this. Ours we've done is Sunday afternoons. We left it kind of broad because sometimes our Sundays will look different every week and we like to keep those days a little bit more relaxed. It's the weekend. Um, But you could set maybe um, like Mondays at 7 p.m., right? Set a time when you both can be uninterrupted or if you're single, a time when you can be uninterrupted from emails, phone calls, or you just have a little bit of time to yourself um, and stick to it. Right. So I definitely set a day of the week and then it's up to you if you want to set a specific time. If you're having a hard time keeping to it, setting a specific time might not be a bad idea. Perfect. So make sure you. So that's the first challenge here. So the first challenge is setting up, setting up that actual meeting when you're going to have it and have your first meeting. Discuss what you're going to do. Talk with your partner or if it's yourself, uh, write it down in your journal, whatever it is, and write down just the stuff you would like to do. What are some goals that you would like? What's your agenda? What's your agenda? And then from there, we'll discuss how to set up those pieces of it in later episodes. Like we'll talk about setting up a budget. We'll talk about achieving other goals. So set up your meeting, set up your time, and create your quick agenda. We talked about a little bit in the last episode, but we really love using Apple Notes because you can share each other on it and you can make updates live just kind of like as if you use Google Docs. Um, And it's easy to do because it's on your phone. The simpler, the better. So we have a little shared note laying out what we're going to talk about each week. Um, We have the same agenda for every week. You don't have to take notes for that specific week or anything, but maybe have one, two, three finances, personal goals, and then your uh, challenge for the week. And we just bring it up. We look at it and go through the list. Your list may be different than ours, and that's totally fine. So that's why you need to sit down with your partner by yourself and figure out what that list is. So to wrap up, We really believe in this meeting. This is something that's helped our marriage. We love it. We love talking about it. And we love doing it. It's never perfect. We miss weeks sometimes. We've had hard meetings sometimes. But it's something that we really feel can strengthen you as an individual and as well as a a family. And it can help you really start to take control of your life rather than letting things take control of you and letting the days pass um, kind of in a blur. And you're becoming who you want to become. 
we feel like it's been able to set up our home uh, physically, emotionally, and financially. So try it out and let us know how it goes. You know, write us on social media, send us an email, let us know your thoughts, let us know any questions you have or maybe challenges you've run into or feedback for us that we can discuss in future episodes. Remember, it may be awkward at first, but don't give up and find out what works for you. Find out what you can do to make this meeting something positive in your life. It may not look exactly like ours, but those were some tips that we have to make it effective in your life. So thanks for joining us today on our third episode of Homemade Ops. Have a great week. Aww.